and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando con la sota, que está, que está, que gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de mundial, está, que está, que gol, gol, está, que está, que gol, 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 está, que está, que gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, oh, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine, pas ça, Zinedine, oh non, oh non, pas ça. Dobro pajalovat, and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett, episode two. Brian, did you like that? That was really uncomfortable. Yeah. But I, I applaud your effort. That wasn't Google Translate. That was just me. That was you. That. <laughs> um, it actually, I'll be honest to the listener, our our loyal Bilbs. Yes. Bend It Like Beckett. We're going to go with that? Bill Bows. Okay. And Bill Boss. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was Google Translate. The World Cup started. It really did. Yes. It was not an exciting first game, but it was a first game nonetheless. Did we think it was going to be exciting? No, I actually talked to some big soccer fans in the building here, and I, I texted them because Yuri Zhirkov started for uh, Russia, former Chelsea great. Um, and I was texting them that, and they said, I'm not even watching this game because it's going to be a terrible game. I said, well, then you are a bad football fan. Yeah, you have to watch the first game. Of course you do. You have to watch as many as you can. It's the World Cup. Yeah, there's only 63 more. Something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. I thought it would be a bad game, but I thought it would be a bad game in a like one-to-one sense. Yeah. Like I thought that would be the final score. Did not realize that Saudi Arabia is horrible. They were not impressive. It could have been worse. Russia had plenty of chances in the first half to make it worse. I think I think Uruguay is going to make it worse. You think? Yeah, because they actually like real world-class finishers. In Suarez and Cavani. You think they'll pull back? They, they can't now because of a 5 0 win uh, for Russia. Uruguay has to go for it, um, so, which is really actually terrible for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Because Egypt will have to go for it. Everyone's going to have to try to blow Saudi Arabia out. Yeah. Because they lost 5 0. So Saudi Arabia's tournament is over. Not that anyone had hope for them, but it's over. Okay. I agree. Who gets out of the group? I mean, we 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 predicted Russia Uruguay. Does this seal it for Russia? Well, we predicted. I predicted Uruguay Russia. Oh, sorry, that, that's same. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I think they get through with that goal differential. Yeah, got the, the to. only the only they, they've got to get through right. The only possibility was if Egypt, you know, beat Saudi Arabia three zero or something, and Russia had only beaten Saudi Arabia one zero, and then when they played each other, it was a draw or something like yeah. that. But at 5-0, as bad as Saudi Arabia is, I don't think Egypt can pull that off. So, But I it's think not like Russia was... Russia did not play well. Did not play well. You know, it's not like they're world beaters and you're like, oh, you know, this is the team to watch out for. This is a sleeper pick. You know, the, mean, the home nation. They were not that great. Saudi Arabia had more possession in the first half, <laughs> which is crazy. And Russia blew a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. They're not that good. Denis, Denis Cheryshev is, is a really talented player, really good player. He scored two of those goals. Uh-huh. Um, they, Fedor Smolov was the guy they talked about pre, prior to the game, but he subbed off pretty early. He didn't have a goal. And uh, giant uh, Jubia, Jubia yeah. six foot five, he got a goal in there with a header. But I, looking at that team, I really still don't think they're very good. I think they were riding a huge wave of emotion being at home. And then also not playing a very good team. Yeah, they got they've got it. They had an easy first game, um, like you said, in front of their home crowd. 
in front of Mr. Putin. Yes. That was <laughs> did you see the handshake after the first goal? Yes, it was very that awkward. Was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Even so after the other ones were or was that the one where they were given the yeah? Uh, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Infant Infantino, Gianni yeah. Infantino had a very uncomfortable seat yes, between. He, he the had two. the most uncomfortable seat. Uh, probably in the world. <laughs> yeah, although uh, I feel like the Saudi Arabian um, prince or a king, uh-huh. whoever it was that was there, kind of knew this wasn't like a tense yeah. game. He, yeah, he he was like, well, we're just here to yeah. have fun. Yeah, but is uh, that a KSA? Is that because that's the Kingdom of Saudi king, Arabia? Kingdom of that's what I thought. Kingdom mm-hmm. of Saudi Arabia, and okay. I believe it's also um, there's a couple other countries that have sort of weird acronyms because of a, a kingdom. Uh-huh. I think Iran has a weird one. You know what? Well, we will find out tomorrow when they face the Giants of Morocco in the 11 o'clock game tomorrow. Oh, they or 10 a.m. So Morocco-Iran is 10 a.m. And then, yes. of course, the huge game, which we'll get into later. Yes. Portugal-Spain. Yes. That's the game. But don't overlook Egypt-Uruguay. That'll be very interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting, especially with Salah. The word is he will be playing. At least be ready for the bench, right? I believe they've said he's that he's going to play. I think the best move is probably to bring him off the bench, but it doesn't sound like that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so uh, that really changes the complexion of the game. Absolutely. But uh, one interesting hobby note, and we'll get into our hobby talk. The first four goals by Russia, have you seen this? No. Were players who were not in the Panini sticker book. Really? Because the first goal was scored by um, a guy Gazinski. who... Gazinski. was on his seventh cap. So that makes sense. All yeah, right, that was his whatever. first international goal for Russia. Well, right. obviously for Russia. Yes, that was his first goal. And then uh, I believe the second goal was Juba? Or, or the no. second goal was Cherchev, right? Yes, it was in the Cherchev. 43rd. And I'm not really sure why Cherchev wasn't in the book. It's possible he was hurt or something because he's yeah, typically the one of the first names on their, their sheet, on their... their lineup and then juba jubia mm-hmm. got the, the 71st got the last one i don't think he's typically thought of as, as a first name on the sheets so maybe he didn't make it the final goal was the only guy that was in the sticker book alexander golovin yes did you see the free kick i did not th- i did not i, I, I got I, up it was four nil yeah. and i thought the referee was going to blow the whistle yeah. and i got up from my from my desk where i was watching it and then I came back, and it was five, and I didn't see the last goal. Right, yeah. I was watching it on the TV, and I walked up to my desk thinking the game was over. Yeah. I opened my computer, and I was like, let me just you know, stream the last minute or two. Yeah. And there was a free kick goal. And the, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's the only guy that was in the sticker book, which I saw some people kind of complaining about that on Twitter. I get it that it's frustrating, but they're picking these teams. You know, Somebody was saying, well, they, they picked these teams in March. Well, no. <laughs> They pick the teams in like February, yeah, and in parts of January, like because they have to get it printed, they have yeah. to get the stickers printed, they have to get the albums printed. That that comes out in March, yeah. So we're talking three to five months sometimes, you know, before the World Cup. It's a very difficult game, yeah. And then when a guy who has seven caps and no international goals scores, yeah, it's a tough task. Hey, I know you're popular, but I am. Can we get that? Sorry, it's my daughter's soccer coach. At least it is somewhat related. Is he asking for stickers? Uh, no, but he did ask this morning who who the girls on the team, uh, based on their sticker books, who they had the most of, because that was, according to him, who they had to support here in the World Cup with oh. the United States out. So my daughter had the most Brazil stickers. She, had, oh, she didn't fill it, so that's why she had to support Brazil. That's easy. Yeah, so he was asking for that. That I don't know what he wants there. 
He's probably just trying to score some stickers. He probably <laughs> said, "Hey, where is my Gazinski Giz- stickers?" That the guy's he, name? Yes, Gazinski. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm not a fan of Russia. I don't want them to uh, win anymore. Uh huh. It's always cool though. The first goal for the host nation in the stadium after all the buildup and all the yep. World Cup, all the things that go on and the performances and uh, the fans in the biggest stadium. They always played in the biggest stadium. That's always cool when the first goal goes in. Yeah, it like was, it, was pretty exciting. Like uh, 2010, South Africa. South Africa, Sifa I remember away, that. Shabalala. Wow, look at that. With the, uh, the breakaway goal against Mexico. Yes. That was such a cool moment. Yeah, they we all did the dance. We were watching it here. Yep, yep. It was awesome. Yeah. So that's always fun. So transitioning into Hobby Talk, let's talk about some products. Yeah, products. On June 22nd, Panini America will be releasing for the first time ever in soccer uh, 2018 National Treasures. This is about $500 a box. And in that box, you're going to get 10 cards. Um, you'll get one base card, eight autograph or memorabilia cards with at least four being autographs, and one additional card that will either be a parallel, an autograph, a memorabilia card, or a dual jersey autograph booklet. So it's a high-dollar product. Um, generally, these are high-risk, uh, high-reward-type products. Um, National Treasures, as I, as I mentioned in our first episode, is, has a huge following, especially in basketball. Um, just to kind of put it in perspective, Steph Curry's National Treasures rookie is a $15,000 card. Um, Giannis's is 1200 Carl Anthony Towns at $5,000. i am sorry, Giannis is at 12000 not oh 1200 Yeah. Uh, James Harden and Ben Simmons both at four thousand. So, I don't know if any of these base cards are going to be that high. Uh, and those cards didn't start out that high. Um, but these are going to be very high quality on card signatures. Really cool looking patches. Um, for the first time, they're going to be doing a dual booklet card mm-hmm. um, in soccer. Um, you've got your first on card autographs of Philippe Coutinho. Oh, okay. And uh, Batishwai, and uh, for the first time signing with Panini, uh, uh, Landon Donovan. So really? that's a big uh, that's a big get for them. And Mexico's Jared Borghetti, his Har- first Harad. Harad? I don't know. It probably. I think it's Harad. Yeah, let's Borghetti. roll with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, he he's going to be signing too for the first time. So this is a really exciting um, product for Panini. Um, it comes out on like I said, the June twenty second, and it is going to be five hundred dollars. A box. Can you get me one of those? I cannot. We okay. don't even usually get National Treasures for, for box breaks. Yeah. Box busters. I, I imagine that we wouldn't. Um, so explain for those who don't know. I know because you gave me one of these when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, or it gave me. You showed me a Sterling Shepard version, I believe. Uh, the the dual auto, the book, the, the booklet. booklet. Explain that to someone. So it's, it's, a, it's like a, a fold-out booklet really in the shape of a uh, a trading card think of trade two trading cards stuck together that fold out like a book mm-hmm. um on one side you, you some they there are examples that have dual autographs there are you know an autograph of each player there are examples that have a, a patch of each player and an autograph there are examples in in basketball where they've done jersey swatches of eight nine or ten players just spread out onto two cards and, and held together in booklet form. Mm-hmm. So these are generally thicker cards, um, generally lower numbered print run, um, but very popular nonetheless. Okay. And, and you mentioned that there will be memorabilia pieces in these. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember when I went to Panini 
about six months ago when we got to tour the facility where they have all the memorabilia that they're going to cut up. And they had so many soccer cleats. I was just picking up. I was like, oh, uh, Bachuai yeah. and uh, Muller and Pulisic and, and all of these really cool things. And, of course, they get cut up and put into cards, yeah. which makes the cards really cool. But I'm holding, you know, this Thomas Muller cleat. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we going to do? You're going <laughs> to cut this up? Did, no. you, did you smell it? I did not smell it. Okay. It was in a bag. Okay. And not that I would have, <laughs> but if I was so inclined, it was in a bag. But yeah, it's a really cool facility. So that sounds like a really interesting product. And one other uh, hobby note that, that Panini announced literally minutes ago, just as we were about to... Hot off to, the presses. Hot off the presses. So forgive me if it sounds like I'm reading a bit, but they just announced this on their, on their Panini America blog that uh, Panini Instant... Uh, Panini's real-time and on-demand trading card platform uh, kicked off its own FIFA celebration with a 32-card Class of the Cup set that honors one standout player from each of the 32 teams in the tournament. Um, The cards will be updated with uh, FIFA World Cup photography and will include the uh, and will be available at the end of each player's um, uh, first game. So there are a whole bunch of different parallels to each of those cards, um, and they are available now on uh, Panini Instant website. And I believe the autograph, or I'm sorry, the, the base set, the 32 card base set, looks to be uh, thirty dollars for the base set, and then there are a whole different. They've already announced the players, um, and then there are a whole different. The, the base cards are ten dollars, and there's a green parallel number to ten, where the, they're for forty dollars. The one of one, for example, of Luis Suarez is two hundred dollars. So they've got thirty-two players, one from each team, on Panini Instant right now. Um, parallels of of each of the cards, and you can also buy the complete base set for for thirty dollars. Do they already? So you have the list of the players right there. Uh, I don't have the full list. I have it on the website. They have it. They have it broken out. So you've got. I can give you some of them. Yeah, I just was curious. You know, obviously we're going to talk about Ronaldo or Salah I'm for sure some he, players, but you know, player uh, uh, like uh, Spain. You know, there's um, so many players to pick from, or Germany. Uh, That'd be yeah. interesting to see. Uh, if you don't have it, you don't. No, have I don't it, have. I mean, it's here, but you have to scroll through a lot of. Oh, okay. Cards, but well, we can talk about that in the next uh, yeah, podcast as it down. as it comes out. And break I, it down. It, that's another thing with Panini sort of guessing. It's like for Germany, maybe you put Thomas Muller on there, and and Timo Werner has the great tournament. Yeah, so exactly. Well, um, here they did they did David De Gea for Spain. I didn't okay. get to Spain. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, this is hot off the presses. Just announced five minutes ago, right before recording here, two hours after the the final game. The or show the first is live. Game. The show uh, is this live. is being broadcast yes, it live. Is. It is. <laughs> so. so they just announced this within hours of the the first game being being played. So if you are into the Panini Instant and the on demand type products that are Panini Instant, check it out on their website because they have World Cup stuff available. Yeah, that's really cool. That'll be interesting to keep up with throughout. Um, like like with like we talked about the predicting of the players and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really will be interested to see you know. Who they picked for certain teams and and what happened and with how those they players? Perform, yeah. Is there a Panini instant curse like a Madden curse? Uh, let's hope. Let's hope not for Liverpool's sake because they picked Sadio Mane for Senegal. Senegal, yes, and probably Mohamed Salah. Well, I haven't gotten that far. Yeah. Brazil would be another interesting. Well, I guess you have to go Neymar. Yeah, yeah. You, I would. I would be shocked if they didn't pick Neymar, Messi, and Ronaldo. Yeah, Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo, Suarez. Those are obvious ones. Yeah, Kane um, probably for England. You would think, yeah. Uh, Pogba for France. 
Yeah, I'm trying to get through. Yep, they did pick Ronaldo. Sigurdsson for Iceland. Lewandowski for, for, for Poland, of course. Kagawa for Japan. This wow. is really fun for are the you, listener. Did you pick the... Did you pick the uh, uh, yeah. Are you just guessing? Hyung, You're just guessing. No, I'm guessing. You, you just, just hot off the presses. Hyung it Min is. Son for Korea. I believe you are correct. I think I've seen him. Who uh, for Peru? Uh, Paulo Guerrero. Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jefferson Farfan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, Chicharito. Oh, no. Irving Lozano. You like how I made uh, Irving um, uh, Spanish instead of Mexican? <laughs> yes. Irving Lozano. 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 I wish I could get more than... 10 on this page and we could we could do this this would be a lot more fun this would um, be a lot more fun for the listener but anyway we can re- we can revisit once we get a list uh in the in the beckett online soccer or you could just guide. listen to me list them off yeah, that would be all. awesome you're right it was chicharito oh wow for, for that's Mexico. actually a little bit surprising yeah so yep. all right well, well we'll we'll be revisiting that many times let's talk about we'll talk about tomorrow and this weekend's games in the last uh, 15 minutes or so we have here. Yeah, Obviously, t- the biggest game tomorrow, like we said, Portugal-Spain. Yeah. Spain Spain made some news before the tournament. Yeah, let's get into that a- real quick. I-, I picked Spain to go to the final against Brazil. Okay. And now I'm... Are you regretting that? I am. And I probably should have changed it before. Um, but I'm going to stick with, with, with my initial gut instinct. But, yeah, fired their manager the night before. Lopetegui? Yes, Yulin or Hulin? How are I'm going to go with Hulin. I'm going to go with Yulin. Okay. That's we'll, fine. We'll, go like we'll, that. we'll meet yeah. halfway. Yeah. So, Lopetegui. The Spanish Federation did not take kindly to him accepting a, the, the, the new. Yeah. So, I just read an article that kind of broke it down a little bit more in detail than I knew of. He called the Spanish FA president or the Spanish president of the international uh-huh. team. Yeah. And said, Hey, I'm about to have a press conference where I'm accepting the Real Madrid job. Three weeks earlier, he had signed an extension that went past the World Cup with the Spanish with the Spanish team. national team. So he didn't call or let the guy know in advance. Hey, I'm thinking about taking this Real Madrid job. There's interest here. This is a once in a lifetime. You know, it was. I've done this. I have a press conference. Yeah. And the um, Spanish president was in. Uh, Moscow he immediately got on a plane to Krasnodar. Missed the vote for the World Cup. Correct? That's right. That's he what missed he said. He the missed the 2026 yeah. World this Cup. This is how, and he flew to uh, the Spanish uh, training where the Spanish team was training. Had a meeting. Fired Lopetegui immediately. That, that's what by the end saying, of the there, there has to be. There had to be more to that story than they were just mad. That I think that they were well within their right to be mad. Absolutely. Um, I think it took a lot of guts on their part to fire your manager. It's not like. You know, we, we just saw Saudi Arabia play, so I'll pick on them. It's not like Saudi Arabia fired their manager the night before the tournament when they didn't think they were going to do anything. Right. This is Spain, our, like, like a contender. This is one of the probably six teams that could win. Mm-hmm. And when you get into that core group or that, that top group, the margin for error is very small. Mm-hmm. And when you look at a, a Germany versus a France, uh, maybe in the 2014 World Cup, you might say the difference is Yogi Love versus um, whoever the French manager at the time was. I know it's Deschamps now. Yeah. I don't know if it was then. But you might say the difference is the manager. Mm-hmm. And now you fire the manager the day before. Now, the guy they, they brought in, Fernando Hierro, is a, a Spanish legend. It has been part of the team for a long time. They didn't yeah. bring in some new guy. Yeah. But at the same but time, still, it's if you believed in Lopetegui three weeks ago, you clearly still believe Sergio in Ramos him. did. He he apparently was on board with keeping him. Well, as I would think all the, the Real Madrid <laughs> players did, but I think that there would be um, spoken or unspoken strife 
with the Barcelona players on the team. Yeah, or the any of the non-Real Madrid players. Yeah, for sure. And, and the op-ed that I was reading was saying, you know, it really, this is a very long, long, long-held issue, as you probably could guess, amongst Spanish players that the Spanish national team has always been one of the most talented, but has always been split amongst the Barcelona and Real Madrid players. Now, this is, if you want to get into sort of Spanish history, this is very common, not just amongst teams. Spain is an incredibly divided country um, with uh, Catalonia wanting to break away, the Basque country wanting to break away, all these different factions throughout the country. So it, it was talking about how it actually has been amazing the, from 2010, or it was the first year they won 2008, so 2008, 10, and 12 were the tournaments they won. Yeah, the, the Euro. Yeah, yeah, the Euro, and then the World Cup, and then the Euro. Mm-hmm. That like was an amazing, they said it was Herculean efforts by Iker Casillas and um, Carlos Puyol, and like the players that were on the rival teams to be able to play together on the Spanish national team. is a massive task that's really difficult. Yeah. So that can easily be torn apart when you, the manager is like, oh, by the way, I'm the Real Madrid manager now. Yeah. Like that could just, you know, so I get all the reasons why they made that decision. I don't know that any other country would do that, though. No, I don't. I mean, maybe I, France would do it because maybe they well, France, like is always, wild yeah. things. <laughs> France has always got some sort of chaos going on in the World Cup. Yeah, I just it's it's really shocking. This has happened in the past where a manager is going to take a job afterwards, but it's well known. Yeah. Luis Van Hal. Yeah. Was, you know, he took the Manchester United job after the last World Cup. But that was known. It yeah. wasn't the day before. And he's also in a different country. Mm-hmm. He's not coaching the same players. I mean, Daily Blend, or, yeah, you know, yeah, some, yeah. Of some of these guys. But it's, uh, I don't know. So you, do you, you're sticking with your pick because you have to? Or do you still believe in the team? I mean, uh, it's a veteran team. It is a veteran team. Um, You've got to trust the players, I think. The manager does, of course, have a big impact on the game, but I'm going with with the players and the veterans in Iniesta. I think he – I I said they should have just named him player manager. (laughs) That would have been funny. That would have been good. Awesome. They would have bits like France. (laughs) Yeah, he'd just sub himself (laughs) off when he's tired because he's, you know, in control. So that's the big game tomorrow. Like you mentioned, Uruguay and Egypt – Salah going to play. That it's what it sounds like. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Obviously, we're picking, or the assumption is Uruguay is going to win, right? Yes, I think that's a fair assumption. And then the least exciting game of the day, Morocco Iran. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll watch it again, but I. I don't I, have an opinion on either no, one of those I don't teams. Either I'm going to say Morocco. Yeah. I don't know why. I've just said Morocco. Yeah, I have no reason to say either one. Neither one of those teams is probably going to get out of the group, so. Um, then one o'clock central, so mm-hmm. wherever you live, at or take away hours from one o'clock, yeah, is when the Portugal Spain big game. one. Yeah, Saturday's a pretty good matchup. All three games um, are, are pretty decent. You got France, Australia, Argentina, Iceland, and then the big one for the for the Beckett media folks is is Peru and Denmark. Um, so all three of those games, um, you don't have any any stinkers at least from just looking at the 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 matchups yeah i I, you know as you probably could guess i'm very excited about the iceland game that one's at Mm -hmm. 8 a.m sigurdsson by the way for panini instant yeah of course yeah um 5 a.m i'm probably not going to wake up to watch france australia you are a poor football fan even though i've picked france to win i don't think i need to watch them dismantle australia at five in the morning why not i just 
I'm you do pretty this sure once every gonna, four If it was years. France, Germany, I would consider it a little bit more heavily. Come on. Uh, you could tell me what happens. All right, I'll text you. But I will be up, obviously, for Argentina, Iceland. I obviously think that Argentina is going to um, win that game, although I will say I filled out several brackets, and in all of them I picked Croatia and Iceland to win the group. I was reading the other day that Argentina is concerned about Iceland's height. Yes, so I did a little research on this. Iceland has two players under six feet tall, and one of them is five foot eleven. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, any corner they get, obviously they have one of the better free kick and corner takers in the world in Sigurdsson, uh-huh. and they have everyone on their team is over six feet tall except for Straustason, who is five seven, who must feel very inferior walking around his teammates. So that that is something that will be concerning for Argentina. You know, Croatia and Nigeria are bigger teams. They shouldn't do that shouldn't be as much of an issue for them, but Argentina is not really that big of a team. Yeah. Physically, um but they have a lot of speed, they have a lot of foot skills. They should not have trouble with Iceland. No. But you know, a lot of teams shouldn't have had trouble with Iceland to have. Exactly. So. That's the other one, Croatia, Nigeria. I did forget about that one. That that one is on at 3 Eastern on Saturday afternoon. Right. That'll be interesting because, like we've said, this is the group of death, and so every single game really matters. And if that game ends up being a draw, or if Argentina-Iceland ends up being a draw, yeah, that really opens it up. Mm-hmm. If there's a, a decisive win for Croatia and Argentina – you know, in in their games, then you know that's probably the way we thought it would go. Yeah. But if if either one of those teams, either Nigeria or Iceland, can get a one one draw or a nil nil draw or whatever it is, it'll be very interesting yeah. for the rest of the tournament. Uh, so that's Saturday. Like you said, Peru Denmark is a really interesting game. Like we said, like we talked about in our last podcast, the either one of those teams are kind of the second team in that group. Correct. So to play each other off the bat, yeah, can really decide things. Saturday. I mean, either, either one of those fast. teams' World's cu- World Cups could be over yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Especially if something happens like what happened to uh, Saudi Arabia. Exactly. Today. Sunday's a bigger uh, a bigger one. You've got Costa Rica, Serbia, Germany, Mexico, Brazil, and Switzerland. The big game, of course, is Germany-Mexico there at, uh, what is that, 11 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. That's a really good game. That will be a really good game. I think Germany's too strong for Mexico. But it will be a good game. And, of course, Brazil, tournament favorites, the my pick to win, so my tournament favorite, one of the favorites, um, opens their tournament against Switzerland That's on the only Sunday game. afternoon. That's the only Sunday game where you can definitely pick a winner. Like, there's almost no doubt Brazil beats Switzerland. Now, yeah. But the other games, Costa Rica-Serbia, th- that's another one of those matchups of teams that we think are the second team in their group. Mm-hmm. So they are already playing each other. It's a very decisive game. And Germany-Mexico, first game of the tournament, if Mexico can come out hot and Germany's discombobulated, which is not a word you associate with Germany very no, often. Not at all. Um, so it's not likely, but you know, uh, Spain lost the first game of the World Cup that they ended up winning. So th- things can happen, and, and Mexico's not a team you want to play first. Obviously, Germany's not a team you want to play first, but no. if you're a team looking to get an easy uh, on-ramp into the World Cup like Russia just got... Mexico is not that team that you want. No, not at all. So Sunday is really exciting. Saturday is really exciting. Every day is really exciting. It's it the is. World Cup. Except for you at it's five o'clock in the morning is not. Okay, very France, exciting. Australia. <laughs> that, I'm not I will not be alone in skipping that game. 
you'll be alone on this podcast, sir. Well, you can tell me all about how uh, it wasn't close and it wasn't worth waking up for. Okay. You know, but uh, so that's exciting. Uh, let's go ahead and just just glance at Monday. We'll we'll probably record a podcast on Monday. Yep. Um, either after or during some of these games. Monday is a little less exciting as far as the matchups go. Sweden, South Korea, Belgium, Panama, and Tunisia, England. South Korea, Sweden, I don't really necessarily know who's going to win that game. No, I mean, that's probably the best game of the three. As far as evenly matched, yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Belgium and England both get, like we talked about, easy on-ramps into the World Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, CONCACAF teams, like we said, will give people problems, but yeah. I, I, I doubt. I mean, you, you talk about teams that generally have some chaos. It's England and the media pressure of the English media. But having said that, I don't think they should have any problems. If they have problems with Tunisia, they should just pack up and just forfeit their other two games and just go. If they only win that game like 2-1, the <laughs> the Daily Mail will yes. panic. And the sun. Yeah, they'll just <laughs> plaster, fire Southgate. Yes. So, uh, yeah, again, those are, those are the easy matchups. Those are the ones that you would want if you are a favorite because you want to be able to get your legs under you and, you know, Make sure you can play together without having a, a team like uh, Germany or a Mexico or uh, someone like that that could really exploit your issues. I mean, if Russia was playing a real, all due respect to Saudi Arabia, a real team, they would have gotten very exposed in that first half because they were all over the place. They were. Very discom. Dis I'm going to use that you, word again. That's yeah. my word. I like to. I just pick words. You pick a word. Discombobulated. No, they were. They just were disjointed. That's what I'll say. Yeah. They they didn't look ready. Um, and if there was a team that could have exploited that, it would have been a totally different story. So we'll see. Um, so we'll, we'll be back on Monday to talk about the weekend's games and to talk about Monday's we games. A, we'll have a lot of games to talk about. Yeah, we probably won't break them down in as much detail as we yeah, broke we'll down Russia, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, We'll probably pick some of the exciting ones. Uh, Brian will tell me all about France, Australia. That is going to be my weekend assignment. Yes, y your weekend assignment is France, Australia at five in the morning. Okay, and, and I, I want a full report on Argentina, Iceland as okay. the as the lone Icelandic supporter in the building and on the podcast. Yes, on the podcast. Yeah, no, I, you, you can uh, you can bet you're going to get a full Icelandic report. Sigurdsson will be making his uh, return from injury. Mm -hmm. It will be very interesting we'll to see. see. I I really hope, even if they don't win, I hope it's close. I hope it's not. Uh, I think in the Euros, they, they beat England, and it was like, oh, my gosh, they're never going to lose again, and they lost, like, five out of France, <laughs> you know, a team that was like, hey, yeah, we, we got this. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm hoping it's more of the uh, – or when they drew with Portugal in the Euros, like, that was an exciting game. I'm not – I'm hoping it's not like that France game. Yeah. Very easily could be because Argentina's good. Well, I'll tell you all about France. You tell me all about Iceland. All right. France is my pick to win the World Cup, but probably not going to watch them. Wow. I just, I trust them that much. Okay. My man, N'Golo Kante. I've claimed him. I've claimed him as my okay. man. Okay. Uh, one thing I wish we could go over that maybe um, if all the games are boring, we can go over ESPN FC's top 50 players. Yes. I had a lot of issues with that list. You just have one issue that we won't get into now because we'll save it for when we talk about it, but. You just had you're just your Liverpool bias. Is That's not true. Again. I had two issues, and one of them was the Chelsea bias. Was it Coutinho? Bias. <laughs> was it Coutinho? No. Was he somewhere? Was he too? No, it was Ungolo Conte wasn't a top twenty player. Okay. I think that's ridiculous. All right, 
If you're trying to name the most valuable players in the World Cup, N'Golo Conte is top 10 for me. Okay. Well, let's talk about it next week. Maybe. Okay. Maybe we'll do an emergency podcast. Yes. Just to discuss that. Just to discuss that. But until next time, I'm Scott. And I'm Brian. And this is Bend It Like Beckett. <laughs>